Hi, this is Dr. Laurie Santos. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. We believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. Hi, this is Matt Rogers. And this is Bowen Yang. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more Connected community. Hi, this is Dr. Joy. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. Can you eating her? Yes, hello everyone, it's GigPod episode 211 and after a very enjoyable break we're back to do this podcast where we'll be looking ahead to proper football this weekend with Celtic hosting Ross County in the Premier and a reminder, it's also a good old fashioned Saturday 3 o'clock kickoff. What's not to love there? Joining myself, Stevie, for this one and making his gig pod debut as the man who does the dirty work at the press conferences that we get invited along to by the club it's Daniel, or as you may know him Daily Celtic on Instagram, yes, two different Daniels, but unlike the other one we have on here, you actually do go to the games and you don't just turn up for the big ones, do you? So, thanks for coming on. I wouldn't call it dirty work, I'd call it a pleasure, but um, no, I appreciate you having me on um, for my long-awaited debut on Gigpod. You're welcome. I know as well, it's funny because you're in uh, Block 112, the same as me, and you've still never seen me, although I think... You did say to me, in fact, I do remember being spaced out one morning. I think I'd met you, hadn't I? Um, I think you were going to college or something and I was typically coming out of Greg's or something. Or I think I was on my way to Greg's and I saw the queue and I went, fuck that. We both seen each other and I, we were both so done in in the morning. A wee bit of trivia there. But aye, one day we'll get to see each other at 112, Daniel. And what a, a momentous occasion that will be. Look, first things first, uh, we're going to talk about the transfer window. It looks like another rush before the deadline on February the 1st. Now, the ideal habit of getting players in well ahead um, of time under Ange looks to have been an anomaly. And 
we're back to their usual trend. So, like, how are you feeling about it? Because I've, I've seen a lot of Celtic fans I am chatting to, understandably, are pissed off at it. Um, the guys at Pod Tim's especially, and I, I don't blame them, but I, just away from the, like, the podcast and everything, like talking to my pals who don't do any of this, they're all scunnered as well. And I think I'm, I'm maybe a bit naive here because I still feel that Celtic will, although they're going to rush it, I think they will pull a couple of signings out of the bag, frankly, because they have to. I think if they don't, people are going to be absolutely livid at it. We're going to see, you know, just just in things we're looking up, where I was winning four games on the bounce after the good reaction to the Kilmarnock and the Hearts games, I think that there'd be a real downbeat atmosphere and fans would be understandably um, angry again at that. I don't think they can afford to, to let people down. I don't think they can afford to let the manager down. This is why um, I have the hope that in the last week of it, despite the fact that yes, we're going to be rushing about and again, we're going to be desperate, we really have to be getting players in. So I don't think we're just going to be getting in um, Nicholas Kuhn and that's it. I do think there's going to be another couple of players, but I guess my big problem is the fact that we're not going to be getting a goalkeeper in. I don't even know what's going to be happening with the left-back situation. We'll maybe touch on that later. A striker, I don't even know what will be happening there. I still think we'll get one in, but it'll probably be a decent one on loan. we still get guys like Lager, Bielka still here when the chat is for the last two months that he should have been out the door and I think that'll probably be our last day rush one with him like Michael Johnston who should be nowhere near the club is still here and if we're getting to the point where he's on the bench on Saturday against Ross County that's a problem for me so how, how are you feeling about the break um, how are you feeling about how Celtic have went about their business and do you have faith like myself that the club will pull it out of the bag even though they shouldn't be needing to and it should have been done and handled long before uh, next week with the, the incoming of Nicholas Kuhn, it's gave us something to talk about, but like you said, there's still a lot that needs to be sorted out when it comes to maybe a goalkeeper or a left-back and a striker, but I think it's more of how we were when Andrew's at the club and how we dealt with our business then. We had early signings in January, even though the first January was more successful than the second, we still brought the guys that we wanted in early and it doesn't seem like since Sanchez went away we've went reverted back to same old same old Celtic but I still do have a bit of belief and a bit of faith in the club that they can bring in some good quality not just a signing in itself the signing has to be good it has to be something that can change the dynamic and you know put a stamp down on it in the team no matter no matter who they are or where they play you can you can tell but as time goes on you know, we had we had talk about Beck from Liverpool and then he went and played seven minutes at the weekend, by the way, which I think is total rubbish from, from the Liverpool side if they were to get rid of him. Um, but that's out the window, you know, so that's your left-back that we had linked, he's away, so now you need to look at another, another sort of link there. But I do have some sort of hope that maybe Brendan can put like a, a sort of stamp down and try and force the ball to bring in someone because it genuinely wouldn't surprise me to see him leave the exact same way he did the first time if he doesn't get what he wants, you know, because it's why, I mean, he left the first time because, you know, he wasn't getting he wasn't getting what he asked for. He asked for guys like John McGinney and he didn't get them and you see how he is now and it's just caused him to go and take, you know, a, a challenge that he thought would be better and he would get to express his own thoughts more. But no, look, I, I think we need... We need something, we need a big statement in the next week or so and I reckon it's only going to be up front. I don't think we're going to get get a, a, a solid left back in for the for the long term and if anything it will just be a loan like you mentioned. Um, 
And if it was up to me, I would I would have dealt with a goalkeeper situation in the summer. But we'll just need to see what happens when 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 the window is over. So you're mentioning the word statement there, right? Um, and I agree. I think the players we should be bringing in are actual quality, not just uh, stop gaps, not just guys that will get us through till the end of the season and then we're right back to square one you know I really want to see players coming in proving quality and actually being better than what we've already got I don't think that's going to happen now I think if you're going to get the types of player in that's got to be done uh, more towards the start of the window at this point it's just desperate we're basically going to be throwing anything in the home that sticks now and, and it's exactly what I didn't want to see from us uh, and I'd imagine the manager um, will be pissed off at that as well I don't know if I can see Brendan though in that position where he is leaving because in the media and everything he's not really come out and he's not been vocal about players not coming in and I think yeah, I heard him saying the day I was at yesterday the, the club are in a strong position and look to get some players in especially when he's been challenged on the Matt O'Reilly um, questioning I'll come on to that later on as well with Matt O'Reilly but yeah I don't think I agree fully that I can see Brendan or I can't really envision uh, Brendan leaving the now, especially when he is talking about how more players are due to be coming into the club. But it's not just about the league for me. I want to see players coming in to bed in and to gel ahead of the European fixtures next season. I just don't want us in a position where we're getting guys in in the summer. They're taking a couple of months to get up to speed. Before you know it, those European fixtures are going to be hitting us in the face again. And if not settled, then we're going to be back to underperforming in Europe. I don't want to see a Celtic in a position like the where in the summer I mean I went on and on and on about it about how fuming I was I, just, I don't want to repeat that and I'd imagine the manager won't as well see the players that come in for you what's the priority is it a case of just solely to get this league delivered or are you wanting to see players as well coming in to actually be mainstays for next season as well because how serious do you think Celtic are going to be treating the um, European competition next season because I'm aware that my expectations as a fan are very different from the, the powers that be run Celtic and how they see themselves competing in Europe. And I think they're very much uh, wider the mark from how a lot of fans feel about Celtic and European competition, especially after the last couple of seasons. If guys are coming into jail for next season, they need to be good enough right now to be able to see the league out for me as well. Unless you're talking about like a main state loan that we're going to be paying like mental wages for. Let's for example the way that Aaron Ramsey went into Rangers and they were trying to just see out Europe in try and get as much as they could for the six months that they had them. Unless that's the case, the guys that we bring in, they do need to be longer term thinking as well as coming in and making a statement and out, which is what I think the whole point of signing Luis Palma was, but he's probably played more games than what he was expected to play anyway by this point. If we keep the league title at Celtic Park this season, maybe another couple guys, two or three this window, to help see that out, and if they're permanent, see how they can gel together in their squad and if they're going to be good enough for next season. And, you know, because I think that, like you said, we need to sign guys that are going to compete in Europe. As much as the game's progressing, there's more money involved every single year, it's becoming more of a stretch for Celtic to go anywhere in Europe. I still think we need to be trying as hard as possible because Celtic don't, we know Celtic don't invest the money that they've got or they don't invest it to the full potential that we could. But I want to see more of that happen because it it brings something special to the club knowing that you can compete in these types of games because even the games like the Lazio games, we, we get beaten both of them. You know, like they were both games that we could have won, both of them, and I think with a little bit more quality, we would have won both of them. And obviously the first one came with conceding in the last minute and scoring an offside goal, which was unfortunate, but 
you get luckier with and against you, you know what I mean? So these things come with their pros and cons. So I, I'd like to see signings that will help us see out the league, but are also, you can see the potential of them for next season and then go, oh, I'm excited to see him in Europe. Things like that, you know what I mean? But I suppose we can evaluate it again at the end of the season after these signings came in. Let's say we win the league, right? And those these signings have made a positive impact. We can evaluate it again and go, right, will these guys be good enough for Europe or do we still need to go through the same process that we were looking at last year? I wanted to stress here the, the transfer window. It ends next week. It's not like we're talking here and we've only got one player in. There still is a chance for Celtic to pull out the bag. So I don't want it to be far too negative now. But the message is clear that, I mean, they really have to get a move on and bring in a couple of new signings um, before next Thursday. It's just non-negotiable for me, really. But moving on to one of the players that we have brought in. Now, Celtic scouted the Austrian Football Bundesliga. Ach, it's still the old Austro-Hungarian Championship to me, though, Daniel. And they brought in Nicholas Kuhn from Rapid Vienna. Now, admittedly, don't know a lot about him. Um, very ignorant when it comes to European football these days. So it will just be a case of we watching the Premier or uh, Serie A, and that is it. Even La Liga, I can't be annoyed with that anymore. I'm just a an old, ignorant guy. However, uh, 16 games, 2 goals and 5 assists. So in the eye test, in the optics, it all looks okay. But again, <laughs> we have had plenty of players in where the stats for them have been uh, looking magic, and then they come in to play for Celtic, and they're utterly abysmal. So I'm hoping it doesn't go that way for Nicholas Kuhn. Um, you did actually speak to him, though, last week when you had the press conference. So what was your opinion on him? What's your general gut feeling about how he's going to be as a Celtic player, Daniel? You know, we were chatting to him, me and, me and the rest of the, the troops in the media room, um, and he did mention Marvin Comper um, about five minutes into into the press conference, which you have to love and respect from the guy. But, um, no, I'm going to be completely honest. My gut feeling is he's he's not going to be someone that we're going to look at and rely on it to win his games. We could look to Jota to win us a game. We can look to Kyogo to win us a game. It just feels like he's going to be another guy that we brought in. He does his bit at Celtic for a few years and then he leaves. And it's, it's a good signing in terms of the statistics that he brings to the club, but my genuine gut feeling is he's not going to be the answer to the problem that we have at the wing with replacing Jota. I'd love him to prove me wrong, but I know he has got a bit of a an injury-prone record um, to his name, so I just hope that disappears whilst he's here. But again, he was young. The way I'm looking and judging him is his games as he was growing up and he was gaining experience, but this is really the place where he's going to... He's gonna, um, put a mark down if it's going to be anywhere it's going to be here if he wants to really succeed again we just need to go with it but hopefully he proves me wrong he's a left footer I do love a left footer especially on the wing he'd have to kick on quite quickly because with Lee Labada coming back from his injury you know we've got Maeda when he comes back from um, from the Asian Cup and then obviously Lionel Messi with Mikey Johnson in the wing as well He's like, he'll be a different type of player to what Palmer was, or what Palmer is. You know, I, I can't really see him being the long-term answer to our winger problem. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, I think you make a good point about how you have to really kick on quickly at Celtic um, if you're out wide because you'll get hacks of Banovic, for example. I mean... When he came into the team, he had a, a fantastic October uh, in November in 2022. We had the winter break. And then, again, he found himself out of the team just due to the, the form of Dyson Maeda and Jota. He get back in the team just for a couple of games. Really failed to impress. And then for the rest of the Celtic career, uh, he was pretty much a peripheral figure on the sidelines. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Kuhn hits the ground running. He's really got no option, though. And hopefully he does uh, prove you wrong. But, yeah, sticking on uh, players out wide now, Leal Abada. Couple of rumours that teams are going to be coming in for him on loan. My assessment of this one is that I think he has a way. Um, I think the fact that it's been two stories that have been leaked from Steve McGowan, who is pretty much the board, or rather Peter Lawwell's mouthpiece of what's happening at the club. He will drip feed it down to him. And if he's putting it out there, then chances are it is legit. I, I just reckon we are badder that there is something in it. I'll get your opinion on that in a second. Mine's is that he will be off uh, in next week, and I think Kuhn is his direct replacement. Matt O'Reilly, uh, news came out today that Atletico Madrid have bid for him. It's a loan deal, and they're obligated to buy in the summer. Celtic, uh, a couple of hours ago, came out saying they're unwilling to let him go. He's by far and away the most important player at the club right now. It's quite something. I think someone is more important to us than CCV, but, but Matt O'Reilly, take him out of the team, I even just think guys like Bernardo thrive with Matt O'Reilly playing alongside him. Look at the, the assists that he had just at the weekend against Bucky Thistle. I mean, what a ball it was to put Bernardo through for that wee chip. There's not a lot of other players that can really do that. And I think Bernardo's recent form is down to the fact that he's playing alongside a guy like O'Reilly who is just having an unbelievable season. I really just hope that we can hold on to him in winter. I think it would just be a bad look for Celtic if we were to get rid of him now and... I don't think there's a, as a realistic replacement there for him either. So, you know, I, I don't doubt Atletico Madrid are interested in him. He's a brilliant, brilliant player. Why wouldn't they be? But hopefully Celtic can fend him away, convince Matt O'Reilly to stay till the summer. And then inevitably we will cash in because from my point of view, if you're a footballer there, you go to a team like Atletico Madrid, automatically, uh, Denmark, you're going to be a shoo-in to certain the games at the Euros and that's probably going to be his ambition. So, yeah, out of the two players... Who do you think's most likely to go in this window? Definitely Leah Labada. I'm near enough the same as you. I, I can't see Leah Labada staying in this window. It's, I mean, 
I'm not going to put it down to this, but with what hap- what's been happening recently with the whole Palestine thing, it wouldn't surprise me if it's had some sort of effect on him. But like you said, with Peter Lowell um, and his mouthpiece, Steve McGowan, who, like you said, again, he's, he's reliable when it comes to most Celtic news. I, I really can't see him staying at the club, but it's disappointing that, it, that maybe alone, because it has no benefit to us with him going out on loan other than it takes away a part of his wages, which really has no effect on Celtic at all. But if you're going to get rid of him, then you would much rather it on a permanent so that you can, or at least we can make the point that we need a replacement in for him. But I think if he was to go out on loan, they would, they would just get bought or sold after it anyway by that club or another club who would be interested in him. But the fact he signed a new deal recently and he's now looking to go, it's not a good look. I I can't really see him see him staying at all in this window. Um, but like I said, I'd much rather it be a permanent deal. I'm not a bad as Starboy biggest fan. I do I do rate him. He's he's got a lot of goals and assists in the team, and I actually do think his positional sense is the best at the club. But he's one of these guys that I do think would be replaceable with the right person coming in and the right money spent on the person. But Matt O'Reilly, I can't I can't see him going till the summer. Um, I also saw Matt, uh, that Atletico Madrid are interested in a Belgian centre midfielder. Can't remember his name, but it was for a fee around about twenty-two million euros. So that looks to be the fee that they'd be looking to spend on that kind of position um, to bring in that sort of player. So if it's the case that they do bring in the Belgian and he doesn't go Atletico in this window or the summer, then I think he will be away anyway, and I think it will be to a top club for probably the record fee that we've ever taken for a player in Scotland. But like you said, guys click with, with Matt O'Reilly and this team. Bernardo, he's he's starting to click, and he has been starting to click for weeks now, and it's a lot of it's got to do with the fact he's playing with someone like Matt O'Reilly. It lets him throw, like, flow freely in the middle of the park, sorry. Guys can just flow freely with um, with Matt O'Reilly there, and you think about the goals of scored in Europe, and even in Scotland with, with Matt O'Reilly playing that simple ball with Kyogo, it's pretty much a 1-2. And I don't think many other players can play that final ball the way that Matt O'Reilly does so consistently and so perfectly that it leads to to goals automatically. That puts you in a driving position to go on and win a game. He's so important to Celtic that seeing him go, it would scunner you. But it's inevitable because that's the way we run the club and that's naturally how players you know, come and go from Celtic. They if they come to Celtic and they're as good as what Matt O'Reilly's been, then they're automatically going to look to a bigger club if they come in, and Celtic are automatically going to accept an offer. Matt O'Reilly deserves a move to to a European giant, and like you said, it gets him in the Denmark, um, not even just the squad, it gets him in the starting eleven consistently for that Euros, and then that allows him to show what he's all about in a world stage, you know. There's going to be people all over the world watching the Euros, it's not just European. You've seen with the mentalness that's going on in the AFCON, everyone from everywhere watches these competitions, so people are going to see this guy and they're going to look and be like, how has he went unknown for so long? And you think about how Celtic got him for so cheap, and MK Dons fans weren't pleased at all, but I think after he goes, we'll be seeing the same. Even if he goes 25-30 million, we should be demanding more money for this guy after he goes, 
But I do think that he will be here until the end of the season. He'll be off in the summer, but when it comes to Abada, I can see him being off within the next week, whether, whether it's a loan or a permanent move. But if he had to go, I would rather it be a permanent move. Well, both of them will definitely be involved at the weekend against Ross County, and that's about what I talk about now. I mean, all that transfer window crap, I'm going to have to talk about that next week as well. We need so, no doubt. But essentially, just want to talk about the football in here. And as I said earlier on, Saturday, 3 o'clock at Celtic Park. We have Ross County away straight shooting Derek Adams. They've got no wins since the start of December. Out of the cup at the weekend as well, they get humiliated 3-0 off Partick Thistle. And they're in 11th place now, playing for a manager who is doing his best to get himself sacked. So I'd like to think, look, never come on here thinking it's a gimme. I really don't always think we have to be our best to win. And as we've seen this season, teams have came to Celtic Park in bad form and got results at Johnston. Motherwell, and even when Hibs got on 0 against us at Easter Road, uh, infamously a bogey ground for us, of course. Like they were, they were, they were terrible as well. So yeah, I'm under no illusions that it's not just going to be a stroll in the park. But if we're anywhere, you know, near our best, I think we should be winning that comfortably because I don't imagine those Ross County players will be happy whatsoever playing for Derek Adams. And now he might expect a reaction from his words, and especially after their terrible performance. Uh, in the Scottish Cup at the weekend, but realistically, I, I can't see anything other than a comfortable Celtic win there. How do you think it's going to go for Saturday? I'm going to assume you agree, though. Well, for me, it's hard to disagree with this one, Stevie. Um, I don't, I don't know what's what's going on in Derek Adams' mind at the moment, but he's certainly not happy um, in the Highlands, and I can genuinely assume being away after Saturday. It's it's a weird one because they did they got humiliated at the weekend. They were put out out. Out the big cup that they they thought right this is what we can what we can compete in this season try and get as far as they can a wee bit of money um to take the sort of focus off of how shockingly they're doing in the Premier but no the players aren't playing for him he is publicly admitting that the players in the standard of Scottish football just isn't isn't up to it but no I think that I think it will be comfortable I can't I can't really see it being too much of a of a struggle, if any, we'll probably, and I'm, and I don't want to sound confident. Well, I do want to sound confident. I don't want to sound arrogant, but it could genuinely turn into a kickabout at some point, as we know that Brendan Rodgers does like to to hold his leads and see out games um, comfortably without risking injuries to players and different sort of things. But I would think that we were comfortable and um, that we keep our lead at the top of the table. But you never know, Stevie, you never know how these games go. Like you said, we've dropped points in games you thought we should be winning at the start of the season or nearer to the start of the season. But I feel like this is just different than, than the St Johnson game we dropped points in. And I just think this Ross County team has got absolutely no chance at anything until Derek Adams is away from that club. Before I get an outro here, I just need your shoot prediction. So on Saturday, I'm going to say Celtic will beat Ross County 3-0. Daniel, give me your shoot. Oh, I hate to be boring, Stevie, but I also think it will be 3-0 to Celtic. It's good to know someday is always in agreement with me. It's never going to be Reeds or Dan, so thank you to you being the exception here. Right, anyway, so for people who want to find you on social media, that great invention, where can they get you, Daniel? Well, I'm currently only on Instagram, and I have to admit I have been slacking in the past couple of months, but... Everyone goes through a bad patch, um, Derek Adams would agree. But anyway, you can find me on Instagram at daily underscore Celtic, um, where I, I promise I will be more active in the upcoming weeks. But 
Um, yes, that's where you can find me. Then you're selling a disservice there as well, because, you know, it's a winter break and I just don't know what people are meant to be posting on all that on social media. I think it's just stat padding for a lot of accounts, but a bit like us, Daniel, you're the same, just enjoying your break too much and I would never hold that against you. So thanks a lot for coming on. Much appreciated. And to everyone else, thanks a lot for listening. You know where to find us. Uh, we are on Instagram as well, at GigPod and nothing else. And posting very sporadically some people continuing just to take the huff at what we say that's never going to change and the main thing for us is you definitely subscribe on spotify and itunes because while our social media posts are sporadic the numbers do keep going up on spotify and itunes for what i can tell and that is the the big thing that we ask for none of this falling on social media definitely subscribing on uh, spotify and itunes so keep that up thanks to everybody for listening and we'll talk to you after the game on saturday thank you and heal, heal. Network.